This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Money Matters Wealthy Thinking with Alfred Edmund Jr. One of the most corrosive practices in relationships and the most damaging to your finances is financial infidelity. The practice of secrecy, cheating, and deception between partners in a marriage or a long-term committed relationship. On this edition of Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, I'll talk about what it is, how to recognize it, and why it is critical to end it before it destroys both your marriage or relationship, as well as your financial health. When you hear people say that money issues are the number one common factor in divorce, they are nearly always talking about financial infidelity. If you're in a committed relationship, this is a podcast both you and your partner need to listen to. Also, it's important to understand that wealth comes in many forms, and there are a variety of resources that can be leveraged for wealth creation. One of the most important of these resources is media, both traditional and social. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a professional, or an expert of any kind, your ability to be financially rewarded for the value you bring to the marketplace is increasingly dependent on your ability to leverage media as a wealth creation tool. Today's Money Matters Wealthy Thinking guest is the perfect expert to talk about this. Best-selling author, motivational speaker, and former Tom Jordan Morning Show senior producer, Nikki Woods of NikkiWoodsMedia.com. Woods will share how she helps entrepreneurs, speakers, authors, and others use media to drive revenues for their businesses and build personal wealth. But first, it's a source of endless fodder for reality crime shows, especially those leading to the murder of one spouse or another, or that of an extramarital love interest. Surprise, she's a compulsive shopper, or he has another wife and family in another part of the country. She's living under a false identity. He's perpetrating massive securities fraud. While not every act of duplicity in a marriage results in a capital crime being committed, most are absolute murder on healthy relationships. Most important, many of them could be avoided if people simply accepted the wisdom of television court judge Judy Scheinlin of Judge Judy fame. If it doesn't make sense, it's not true. And in my experience, that goes double if you think you're falling in love, but you think your money is safe. One of the biggest mistakes people make is to avoid talking about money before entering a marriage or other long-term committed relationships, and often even after doing so. The result, financial issues are a leading factor behind breakups and divorce. Even more dangerous than failing to talk about money, lying and engaging in, or failing to recognize financial deception. It's important for you to know the warning signs of financial infidelity so you can address the issues before it's too late or delay, call off, or get out of the marriage before further damage is done. 
Here are common signs of money secrets that kill marriages. One or both spouses are in the dark about their financial histories. You may say what's in the past should stay there, but that back tax obligation, child support order, outstanding student loan, home foreclosure, or bankruptcy filing from before you tied the knot can and likely will come home to roost on your marriage. Look at it this way. Commingling your finances without knowing each other's financial histories is like having unprotected sex without knowing each other's HIV status. If you're intimate in every way but financially, that's a problem. Bills, credit card offers, and other mail gets intercepted by one spouse before the other partner gets to see them. This is nearly always an attempt to hide income, debt, expenses, or spending. Another sign, doing all financial transactions, including spending online with no paper trail and no way for a partner to see or check the accounts. Someone could be hiding a gambling problem, a compulsive spending addiction, crazy debt, an extramarital affair, or maybe absolutely nothing. Or it could be an unhealthy power play with one partner withholding financial information in order to control the other or unfairly making one spouse responsible for all the financial obligations of the marriage and the stress that comes with it by themselves. Whatever the reason, marital trust will be at serious risk if not damaged beyond repair. Another sign, hiding or lying about income. Some people understate how much they actually make. Others hide income from other sources, such as a bonus or raise, freelance work, a second job, or gifts from relatives. On the other hand, people may pretend to make more money than they do, or even lie about having income when they don't actually have a job at all. You or your partner may be tempted to lie about your job situation due to shame or fear that being unemployed may cause a breakup. Some pretend to work, desperately trying to find a new job before their spouses know they've lost the old one. In any case, hiding the truth about your income status puts both your household finances as well as your relationship at risk, in part because to maintain the charade, you must continue to spend in ways that make no sense based on how much money you're actually bringing in. All of these issues can create major problems in an otherwise healthy relationship. Another sign? One or both spouses keep details of their income and expenses secret from each other. Budgeting as singles even though their finances are intermingled in the eyes of the law. Failing to work from a combined household budget and to manage finances jointly and openly is a recipe for financial infidelity. Do you have to have joint banking, credit card, and other accounts? Not necessarily. But both of you must be fully aware of your accounts, what's in them, and what's owed on them. And more importantly, you need to be in agreement on what they're for and how they're to be managed. Income deception is nearly impossible to maintain when both spouses are involved with managing the household budget, which should always be the case. If one of you is always in the dark about when, how, and whether expenses are being paid, or worse, even if they're being paid, that's a problem. Knowing each other's financial history is really important if this is not your first marriage, or if you or your spouse have children from other relationships or even if you've assumed legal or fiduciary responsibility for a parent or other relative. That's because a former spouse, a parent of your child, 
a sibling, or someone else outside your marriage could have rights or make decisions that could directly impact your current financial situation and, of course, cause stress, arguments, and other threats to the peace in your marriage. For example, your spouse needs to know that you co-signed on your mother's mortgage from you, not from the banker who ran your credit reports and is now rejecting your mortgage application for your own home purchase because of it. Better to get all issues out on the table up front so that you can together decide how you will handle them and plan accordingly. Ideally, you should do this before you put a ring on it, but if you're already married, you need to come clean about the details of your financial history, information, and obligations right away. Remember, a marriage is a financial contract as much as it is an emotional and spiritual contract. Lies about money violate the trust necessary to hold a healthy relationship together. Don't let financial infidelity murder your finances and kill your marriage. You're listening to Money Matters Wealth and Thinking. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. We'll be back in a moment. Support for Money Matters Wealthy Thinking and the following message come from State Farm, who knows that many Americans struggle with their finances and most have never been taught how to manage them. Starting today, State Farm wants to change that by giving people the tools, help, and education they need to take control of their money, putting financial well-being within the reach of everyone. Now you can find out more at letstarttoday.com. State Farm, here to help life Go right. Now, now let's hear from my guest for this podcast, Nikki Woods of NikkiWoodsMedia.com. This best-selling author, motivational speaker, and former Tom Joyner Morning Show senior producer shares how entrepreneurs, speakers, authors, and even you can use media to drive revenues for business growth and building personal wealth. Woods, a 20-year veteran of the media business, including her work on the nationally syndicated radio show that reaches more than 8 million daily listeners, stresses the importance of effectively communicating the value of your goods, services, passions, and expertise by building and leveraging media relationships. She also explains why those who understand how to use media have a distinct competitive advantage when it comes to generating income and building business. Well, thank you for having me. I am super excited to be here. Well, I'm super excited to have you because I know our audience will learn a lot just in the short period of time that we have you. So let's start with broad strokes. What is the connection between being media savvy, being really versed on how to leverage media, and the ability to boost your earning power and ultimately create wealth for yourself? I think in broad strokes, it really boils down to credibility. I think if you look at, you know, two competitors, we'll say, and one has been featured on CNN and one has not, nine times out of ten people are going to lean towards the person that has been on CNN because any media is really also a third-party endorsement. So, you know, they're saying indirectly that we approve of this person so much so that we decided to put him on our airwaves. Um, and so credibility is huge nowadays with, you know, so many people in this online space, so many people saying they're experts at, at this or experts at that. 
you know, to have that additional credibility really does drive clients your way, drive collaborations your way. You're able to raise your fees. You can charge more speaking events. I mean, it just does a whole lot for your business. Yeah, we're in an age, to your point, where the first thing people do is they Google you to see what comes up. And it's certainly in the credibility where they can see, oh, they've been covered by this, they've been interviewed by that, they're expert on this. So many people who are kind of focused on just running their business and kind of got their nose to the grindstone and say, as long as I'm doing a good job, all that other stuff doesn't matter. They don't realize they're almost being eliminated from consideration just because they don't show up. Absolutely. And, and like I said, I mean, it's such a noisy online place with everybody saying that they're experts. I mean, you really have to find ways to kind of lift yourself above that crowd and amplifying your message to millions of people through traditional radio um, and television, um, and even new media with podcasts like this one or online magazines. I mean, there's so many different ways now, as you know, in this nonstop <laughs> news cycle that we are, are trapped in. Um, there's so many ways to get your message out that, I mean, it's kind of silly not to avail yourself of it. Well, the other thing that I try to communicate to um, the wealthy thinking audience is that media is currency just like dollars and stocks and bonds are currency. Um, and one of the ways that I communicate that to the entrepreneurs I mentor is I look at media as like capital. To raise capital, you can't wait until you need the capital. you got to cultivate relationships with the sources of capital, whether they're banks or investors, before you need that capital so that when you go to them for the capital, you've already had to establish a relationship. I, I think that correlates very strongly to what you say about building relationships with media people, including building a, a media contact list, that it's important to build those relationships before you actually need the media exposure. No, absolutely. I mean, first of all, you want to focus on value. So I think so many people, and I'm sure you get inundated with this, Alfred, is that people will come to you and they want to sell a book or they want to, you know, fill out a conference or they want to talk about their services. And that really is not the media's job. I mean, the media's job is, you know, is not to sell whatever it is that you're selling. The media's job is to provide value to their audience through the information that you have to share. And so once people recognize that and they look at like, okay, well, what media outlets are really going to work well for me? So maybe it's like you need to stay local because you're doing an event or, you know, you want to, you know, want to do international because you want to be seen as an international player. Whatever the goal is, you, you narrow down those media outlets. And then, like you said, before you actually want to start pitching, you need to start building relationships. So, you know, making sure you understand exactly what kind of stories that they like to cover, you know, following on Twitter. It's so easy now to contact a journalist because we're all on social media. So you can start to establish those relationships. And then once you start to expose the value um, that you have to offer, you know, the media could start seeing you as a resource and not just somebody who's trying to pitch them. You know, it really becomes a win-win situation because the media needs experts just as much as the experts need the media. Well, <laughs> a lot of this stuff that you can do that you'll have to pay for, and what's making me kind of bring this topic up is social media because all oh, social media is a free way to get exposure. It's free can only take you but so far. I mean, how important it is for entrepreneurs, professionals, authors, and others who really want to build income how important it is for them to be willing to invest in this stuff, to get things like media training so that they can really cut through the clutter. I see uh, so many entrepreneurs that kind of want to do this on the cheap and then wonder why they don't get the results that they want. Your visibility is only going to grow in direct proportion to what you invest in it. 
so um, I think that you can get really, really far doing media on your own if you have the proper steps and you have the proper training, like you said. I mean, you know, hiring a PR agency could could get really expensive, and, and a lot of entrepreneurs don't have that in their budget necessarily when they first start. But there's so many things that you can do, um, as I said, you know, start to become that resource. Start looking at podcasts and online magazines. I mean, they're constantly looking for people to provide good content. So there's so many things that you could do, but you do have to have a blueprint. You know, I think that the, the great thing about, you know, there being so many experts is you can find exactly who you need to provide you with what you need so that you can get there faster than, than say, I did, who, you know, been in journalism for 20 years. So I, you know, I should know this stuff. But it's taken 20 years and quite a lot of time and energy and money to, to learn all of it. So if you can find somebody that can get you there in six months, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it just makes sense. But one of the things I say to entrepreneurs is that if you don't know what you're looking for, it's hard to find them. And you and I both know of people who kind of, I would say, almost gotten burned because they hired someone to do their media and their PR, and either it was a poor fit or the person didn't really have the expertise that they seem to have because it is the kind of profession where you can kind of hang out a shingle and you can look better than you are. Absolutely. At least this is my opinion. Anyway. So my point is that by working with people like you, I think one of the values that you bring is you can help someone understand what they can do on their own, and then if they're going to hire someone, to understand what exactly what they should be looking for to make sure the person really is who they say they are in terms of the skills and what they can deliver. No, absolutely. I think whenever you learn anything on your own, you can always, you know, have a better eye for, you know, when people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yes. You, can, you can participate more fully because I think, you know, really when you're looking at your brand and you're looking at your business, I mean, you need to be engaged so that you make sure that everybody is representing and on message and, and all that stuff. But like you said, if you don't know what you're doing or you don't know what you're looking for, it's hard to make a good decision. And so I absolutely, absolutely agree. Get more great advice from Nikki Woods at NikkiWoodsMedia.com. That's N-I-K-K-I WoodsMedia.com. Also check out Wood's latest offering, MakeExpertConnections.com, a new online platform that can help match your expertise with the right media outlets to give you and your business more credibility and exposure, currencies that convert to greater earning power. This is Alfred Edmund Jr. with Money Matters Wealthy Thinking. Be sure to check out my latest free ebook, Buy Love, Get Trouble, Sell Love, Get Screwed. How decisions in pursuit of sex, love, and relationships impact your career, business, and financial success at grownzone.com forward slash buy love, get trouble. And do not forget to subscribe to Money Matters Wealthy Thinking on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And if you like what you hear, feel free to leave a five-star review. I'm Alfred Edmund Jr. at AURN.com. Thanks for listening and come back for more next week. Money Matters Wealthy Thinking, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.